You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Sal Akata back on The Fan, 877-337-6666. Okay, so kind of a reset here. Yanks win 11-2. They crushed the Guardians. Garrett Cole dominant again. Stop underappreciating Garrett Cole. He is the best pitcher in this town. I mean, we want to go nuts about Max Scherzer, who did his job Last night, where he finally gave you know five shutout innings, Mets desperately needed it, Max desperately needed it, and people, oh, man, Max is back and all that stuff. But Garrett Cole never left. I mean, he continues to go out there and perform at a high level. He is the best pitcher in this town, even with Scherzer and Verlander, both with the Mets. Franchi Cordero, again, having his impact felt. It just shows you how smart the Yankees organization can be at times. They obviously can be foolish at times, too. You know, IKF, Josh Donaldson, and so on. But anyway... With Franchi Cordero, he's had his impact felt here. Three homers now on the year for the Yankees as they put out probably their weakest lineup of the year on paper, and it produces the most potent offense with the 11 runs in Cleveland. The Mets game just went final. As you heard Pete right there give the the final update, they lose 4-2 to the Padres, and now that series uh, even at a game of peace, rubber game tomorrow afternoon. And it's an important one for the Mets. They got to win a series here. They 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 beat the Marlins twice in uh, the first two series that they played them, but they got swept by the Brewers, meaning the good team took them out. Uh, and now they're playing their second good team, and you know the, the rubber game tomorrow. It's going to be an important one for them. David Peterson wasn't bad. He got the start, five and two third, two runs for him. You take that every time if you're the Mets. The bullpen, a little bit of an issue. Santana gave up the two-run homer to Xander Bogarts that kind of put that game away. But really, the big culprit for the Mets is, yet again, the offense, or lack thereof. It just it just can't hit. They can't hit. Two runs, five hits, just not enough. Hey, but you know what? They walk. Oh, yeah, they work at bats. They walk. Great. Yeah, walks are great. But guess what? Without hits, they mean nothing. A walk is not as good as a hit. It's not. A walk is as good as a single with the bases loaded. Not even, actually. Because a single could drive in two. A walk can only drive in one. A walk is not as good as a hit, period. Maybe it's a walk is as good as a single with the bases empty. Maybe that's the way to say it. I don't know. I used to say that phrase years ago, and then I forgot it. Anyway, the Mets can't hit. And Alvarez, who all of you, all of you wanted Francisco Alvarez. Oh, get him up here. Get him up here. What's Epler doing? Fire Epler. Get him up here. Alvarez and Beatty. Alvarez and Beatty. Mauricio. Vientos. Alvarez and Beatty. And then you see Alvarez. He gets called up because Narvaez goes down. And what's the next thing you say? Alvarez got to be playing. Got to be playing. And he does have to be playing because you want to see the development. But the reality is... I've seen enough of Alvarez now to see he's not ready. He's overmatched. He was overmatched last year in Atlanta when he first burst onto the scene or when the Mets first threw him into the fire onto the scene at the big league level. And this year, in in the limited time we've seen him so far, these few games here, he hasn't been good. He's overmatched. He's not ready for the show. And they know it. They should have kept him down there. Bring up Perez. Let him get his full development and seasoning. It's disappointing. I had high hopes. I was excited about that final at bat right there, thinking maybe there's some magic in that power bat. And turns out there wasn't. He was overmatched by Hader, and he struck out again.
it shows you, it should be a lesson as to why sometimes the organizations hold these guys down, even though because you think they're ready and they should be up here, they hold them down because they're not in reality ready. And Alvarez is not. 0 for 4, 3 strikeouts. Not going to get it done. Now you tell me, would you rather see Omar Narvaez or Francisco Alvarez in that spot? 877-337-6666. Manny is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Manny? Hey, so how's it going? Good, Manny. How are you? All right. Um, so, I, I mean, it's early in the season. I, the Mets have a good team, man. I, they just have to catch a little rhythm. I mean, oh, they walk a lot. That's a good thing, you know. Just, you know, they have to put the ball the, on the bat some more, and they should be in good shape, man. It's still early in the season. Yeah, I mean, what do you like? Did I say that they're not going to make the playoffs or something? I'm, I'm, who are you? No, I, I mean, oh. not, not. Yeah, you there, Manny? A lot of fans oh. that that they 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 complain a lot, you know, uh, just picking on a lot of things. You know, I, I think you you should just give these guys just some more time. Well, let me ask you something. You've watched the match, right, this year so far, right? And what do you think as this of this team overall as a whole? I mean, it's so early. You no, no, by no, but but from out. what you've seen so far, what do you think of them? They still have to catch some rhythm, I think. You know. Okay. So the bats are there. You know, at you, any moment now. So do you think? Do you think any moment? What? I mean, they've already lost Edwin Diaz. They've already uh, lost Quintana. Justin Verlander is nowhere to be found. So those are three big things right there that they're dealing with. They've already lost their starting catcher in Omar Narvaez. You've watched Francisco Alvarez try to come up here. He hasn't been any good. The Mets are 6 and 6 to start the year. Do you realize that the Mets all of last year were never under 500? They've already been under 500. The Mets didn't lose their first series until mid-May last year. They've already lost a series. The Mets didn't get swept last year until September. They've already gotten swept. They've only played 3 series. It took them 2 series to get swept. And if they lose tomorrow, that'll be another series loss to another good team. The only team they've beaten has been the Marlins. So, again, what have you seen that makes you feel confident right now in this Mets team? I'm just relying on the fact that it's still early in the season. I mean, we see it from different teams that, you know, they they still haven't gotten it together. together. I mean, the Cardinals are 3-7, and seven, you know, starting now. I, I just think that the Mets have a really good team and they, they should get it together. Yeah, I know. I think, I think so, too. Uh, thank you for the call, man. I appreciate checking in. I think they're a good team, too. I'm not trying to argue with them. I'm just bringing up points as to why Met fans would be frustrated and that there is a difference. And the argument that it's early doesn't really play that well. You can use it as a convenient excuse, but it was early last year, and the Mets didn't lose a series until mid-May. They never got swept. The Mets didn't get swept in a series until September. Now, again, this could all be for naught. Mets go out there you know, tomorrow afternoon and win the rubber game and take two of three from the Padres, and everybody's feeling good. But what if they lose? Then what? And again, I already brought you the other points to this, where they already lost Diaz in the WBC before the season gets underway. Verlander, who is, I mean, these are two, when I talk about Diaz, we know how important he is to this ball club or was to this ball club and how this team was built. When I talk about Verlander being on the IL, I mean, he's another huge part of this thing and he's nowhere to be found. Quintana was supposed to be a depth piece, a reliable, consistent veteran arm in this rotation. And where's he at? Oh, by the way, don't look now. Jacob DeGrom, seven innings, two runs, nine strikeouts, no walks in his game for Texas. Of course, DeGrom is going to be healthy this year and go out there and do what you would expect. I mean, these are, right now, the Mets have not been good or lucky. And it's an issue. Now, we know last year they were very fortunate to where, you know, they were a good team, but they also were a bit lucky. And winning 101 games took a lot. You know, not losing a series till mid-May. I mean, even a, a great team will lose a series here or there prior to that. 
So we're not burying this team. Nobody's burying the Mets. At least I'm not. I'm not burying the Mets. I'm just telling what is right now. It'll be Tyler McGill on the mound tomorrow versus Blake Snell, you know, another lefty that the Mets will be facing in the rubber game. It's an important series. And they get the West Coast trip coming up as well. I mean, it'll be off on Thursday, head to Oakland. It's the Dodgers, San Fran. It's going to be a a challenging first month for this group that has already been hit hard with injury. And that's not their own fault. But this is just the reality. JJ's calling from Flushing. What's up with this damn screen? What's up, JJ? What's going on, Sal? How are you, JJ? Doing all right, man. Listen, when you get Thomas Nito, he's the best option. That's the first option off the bench is Thomas Nito. Yeah, I mean. I mean, this this catching situation is a travesty. Well, they tried with Narvaez, and unfortunately, I mean, he's going to be out for two months. I mean, you got to do something. You can't be. This guy looks. This is Alvarez. I mean. It's it's the opposite. Normally, these kids come up, they hit the fastball. This guy can't hit the fastball. Well, that is a big that's a big problem. And I saw him go down on he went down on breaking pitches the year back prior, uh, I believe, where they were pulling the string on him, or it was um, the curve that was getting him. But then Hater just blew him away with straight smoke. I just don't. I don't. I mean, I, look, the guy could kid could be. I mean, I don't. I don't know where they're seeing this incredibly scary talent from. He's got power. I give him that. Uh, I don't see anything special about him. I mean, I, I don't. He didn't blow me away with his minor league stat. I mean, I'm, I'm trying. They call him Phenom. Where? Well, in the minor leagues, he was hitting with a lot of power. But I mean, what we've seen of him in the big leagues, we have not seen it at all. Okay, and we also got to do something. I mean, you can't. I mean, uh, you got. Uh, I don't know what you're going to go for. The last, uh, uh, the third baseman there, uh, Escobar. Struggling. Yeah, he keeps struggling. I mean, he did the same thing last year. The first three, four months was terrible. Mm-hmm. He caught fire the last two months. We can't be doing another three, four months of him just struggling, man. We can't be doing it. Well, I mean, the and then what's going to be the answer? Call up Beatty, right? Well, that's I mean, who else you going to go? I mean, listen, look, you want to trade Alvarez for professional third baseman? I don't know. I don't know what you do. Well, I mean, you know, they, they're going to bring up they're going to bring up Beatty, and thank you for the call, JJ. They're going to bring up Beatty eventually. When? Who knows? But eventually, Beatty will get called up. And you better hope that it's not looking like Alvarez. Although we saw Beatty last year before he got hurt. He looked like his bat was ready at the big league level. And remember, too, it's not, this is not just about one guy. Brett Beatty's not going to solve all the Mets' problems. You know, what's more Canna's issue? What about Brandon Nimmo, who's off to a roaring start with his buck 88 average? And I like Nimmo. I thought Nimmo was going to have an all-star year. Well, so far, not so good. My favorite thing about the Mets and their lineups so far this year through 12 games is there hasn't been a lot of Vogelback. That's my favorite thing about it. Not to keep picking on him, but at least it just shows you that, you know, and I know there's been some lefties here, but still, it shows you that Vogelback is not the guy. They know it. I think Canada's had one good game. Fam had one good game. Outside of that, these guys really aren't doing much. Catching spot, same issue. Third base, same issue. DH spot. Same issue. And without Lindor or Alonzo, you know, without the top four, specifically Lindor and Alonzo, without those guys producing, Mets are in trouble. Look at some of the numbers. And, you know, the Yankees is a, a backup lineup that they put out there. You know, Nimmo, 188. Starling Marte, the only one with a respectable average at 297. Lindor, 255. Alonzo, 222. Canna, 214. Even McNeil, 256. For him, I mean, that's not very good. Fam, 231. Escobar, 111. Nito, 150. Alvarez, 125. The Yankees, on the other hand, all right, LeMayu, 263. For him, that's low. Judge, 341. Rizzo, 314. Glaber, 371. Franchi Cordero, 286. I mean... The Mets don't hit. They don't hit. And this is not news, or it shouldn't be news. I mean, this has been a common theme here. 
Dating back to last year, I don't care what the numbers say. Oh, statistics. And the analytical people, I'm going to get to Chris and Flushing in a second. Hold on. Let me vent on this. The analytical people, oh, you're the top five team, oh, top, top five offense. And they hate people like me yelling and screaming about the team not scoring. Guess what? I've watched baseball my whole life. I don't need to go to Dartmouth to realize this team can't score runs. Doesn't take an Ivy League education to know a good offensive ball club from a bad one. And this isn't a good one. So you know what you could do with those Ivy League degrees. Chris is calling from Flushing. What's up, Chris? Hey, Sal. How's it going? Good, Chris. How are you? I'm doing well. I just got out of the Mets game, and I'm tired of seeing their anemic offense. I think they should trade for the Pirates outfielder, Reynolds, and maybe give up Alvarez or something before they tank his value and show his true colors in the majors. Well, I mean, they're not going to be able to do that right now, you wouldn't think. Uh, I know they got, uh, you know, Parada or whatever in, in awaiting. Who knows how long, uh, how far away he is. You can't just give up on Alvarez like that right now. And I don't believe, Chris, while I understand what you're saying, and Reynolds is off to a great start with the Pirates, a great player, no doubt about it. The Yankees were interested in him. I don't think you can trade. I, first of all, I don't even know if the Mets have what the Pirates would want. Second, I don't think the Mets can do that to their farm system for one player at this point. They're trying to build a team to have sustained success and going all in and giving up everything that it would take to get Reynolds. I don't believe that they could do that right now. Yeah, I don't know if they would have to really give up much since he's going to be a free agent next year and the Pirates are cheap and wouldn't sign him to an extension he'd like. Well, they're trying to. They're trying to extend him. And I guess that hasn't happened yet. And, and, you know, last we remember or last we heard when the Yankees were trying to make something happen, the asking price was ridiculous, as it should be for a good player. If you're the Pirates, this is the only way you could turn your franchise around, potentially, by trading a guy like this that you can't sign and maximizing the return. So you'd wait till you know, you feel like you could get the best deal. Yeah, I thought their asking price might have gone down after Cruz got hurt because maybe they don't think they'll make the playoffs or they just want more young guys to maybe excite the fan base. But um, All right, so how about yeah, this? We'll, we'll agree. If if Reynolds is, in fact, available, the Mets need to be looking into it. Yes. I mean, that's the bottom line. If he's inval- available for real for, like, a, a a normal, and thank you for the call, Chris, a reasonable asking price. I'm not saying the Mets got to rip them off. But you can't be giving up everybody to get him. I mean, if the Mets say they're not going to be making a trade like that, and they said this before the year started, for Shohei Otani, they're certainly not going to do it for Brian Reynolds. Here's the bottom line. The Mets aren't good enough right now. I'm not saying they're not a good team. They're not good enough right now. They've been hit hard with injury here. And that's not an excuse. I mean, you got to be able to overcome it, especially in the rotation where they built tremendous depth. But that hasn't even been the biggest issue. It's the offense. They built a team. See, I, and this is why I get mad at the analytical people. If I can see it and you can see it, we can all see it. Why can't they see it? We knew coming into this year the Mets needed a big bat, at least one big bat. They tried with Correa. It didn't work out. And, you know, whether you would have liked that deal or not, we know why it didn't work out, and you can't second-guess that. But they need more offense. Even Adam Duvall, who unfortunately broke his wrist, which is a big problem, he was off to a hot start, even about like that, would have been helpful for the Mets. Like, uh, you can't say, oh, well, I'm glad they didn't get him because he got hurt because you don't know what would have happened if he were with the Mets. But that's the type. And, and look, guys get hurt all the time. You can't rely on that. You, you can't count on a guy staying healthy, even if he's been healthy throughout his career. Stuff happens. Quintana's been pretty durable throughout the majority of his career. Unfortunately, at this point, he's not. Did anybody think Verlander would be the one to start the season on the IL in comparison with Jacob DeGrom? Anybody? You figure Verlander have some IL stints along the way, but did you think he would be on the IL and not start a game through the first few weeks of the season while DeGrom has already taken him out, what, three times? 
Sometimes you don't know with these things. 877-337-6666. We'll continue with your calls on the other side. Whatever it is you want to talk about on this, what the hell day is it? Tuesday night? Tuesday evening. I'm, I'm all sorts of messed up. On this Tuesday evening, where are the Yankee fans? Come on, you guys should be happy. What a great performance by the Yankees. Franchi Cordero, Garrett Cole, even a Yankee backup lineup scores 11 runs. What a nice feeling that must be. The Mets starters muster two runs somehow. They scrape across two runs. The Yankee reserves pound out 11. 877-337-6666. Sal Akata on the fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Get the discussion started. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Salakata back on the fan. 877-337-6666. Go till 2 a.m. Who's on today? Is it Boyle? Do you know we have any idea? Rosie? I believe it's E.J. Stewart. E.J. Stewart is on at 2 a.m. Uh, we'll have Gary Apple, who right now is hosting Mets postgame on SNY. I was talking to Gary before. So I do the Baseball Night New York show Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. on SNY. And, you know, afterward, I was hanging out watching the games, both the Mets and the Yankees, at my desk and getting ready to come over here as soon as the Yankee game was on. I knew it was going to, you know, be on after the Yankee game ended after the postgame show. And I was just talking with Gary. And I was like, hey, you know what? You're driving home tonight. I'm on at a decent hour. You're not going to be asleep. Why don't, you, why don't you hop on? So he agreed. He will call. We'll talk some Mets with Gary as well uh, in a little bit. But for now, it's me and you. 877-337-6666. Chris is in Manhattan. What's up, Chris? Hey, Sal. I love talking baseball with you, man. Listen, you too, Chris. I, I love talking trade. baseball with you guys. Good. Thanks, man. Yeah. Perfect trade for the Mets. We trade Vogel back for Darren Ruff. Hey, did you hear, all kidding aside, did you see the story about Darren Ruff that came out yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. And for those of you who don't know, I think it was in The Athletic. It was a detailed story. I didn't read it. I read the headline and some of the excerpts of it because I don't pay for The Athletic. That Darren Ruff was dealing with the loss of his father, which happened shortly before he got traded to the Mets. It just goes to show you. Now, look, he's still got to perform. It's his job. And we as fans or media members, I guess certain media members might have known, but I didn't. So us as fans, we don't know what players are going through in their personal lives if they don't share it. And maybe they don't have to, and that's fine. But I did honestly feel bad. As somebody who lost my father, and it was very, very difficult. I'm sure if anybody's lost their father, you can relate. It doesn't matter how old they are or whatever. But so you, you, I felt bad for Darren Roth. Now again, he didn't do his job. We're not booing, booing him because he's a bad guy. Booing him because he didn't get the job done. No, correct. I mean, yes, of course. I mean, humanity before all that stuff. That was it. Was in a way, it kind of almost like I mean, knowing that was like it, it, it makes a little sense because I mean, it was such a you know a, a fall off from anything we thought. But if so, he, anyway. Chris, think about it. If he would have, if, if that story would have been known, like I don't think that's, that's something right. that needs to be hidden. And I, I mean, it, it, it's part of life, right? If that story yeah. was known, 
I'm sure the Mets knew about it before they acquired him. If that story was known, yeah. do you think Mets fans would have booed him, or do you think Mets fans would have given him a rousing ovation even after he was struggling? Like It, it, it would have been different. The reaction would have been different. There would have been a different sense of understanding. A hundred percent. And then now you have Ruff saying, oh, New York is different, and whatever the fans' narrative is, the media pushes that narrative so you get it twofold. No, dude, no. This has yeah. nothing to, This has to do with one thing and one thing only. You didn't do your job. Yeah. Now, if you let everybody know that your father passed away, there would have been an understanding that went into yeah. maybe why you were struggling doing your job. But that was all it was about is your your performance or lack thereof. You know, Scott, you're right. It's one thing to, to not say something about some pesky injury. You don't want to look like a crybaby. But this is something much more serious. Now, on the Mets, so here's the thing. They lost that game today in the first inning, honestly. And, look, I, you know, the thing about Alvarez, I have a little different take on it. Uh, look, first off, I thought he caught a great game, and he and Peterson were in sync. I was encouraged. But if we're going to look at these prospects as saviors, we're going to have a long season. That's not what it's right. Be. I mean, look at Volpe. Volpe's not exactly tearing the cover off the ball. But the difference is the Yanks can hit. So, the, the, you know, the attention isn't there. But, you know, the thing about the high fastballs with Alvarez, look, I know what you're saying, but look, how many times do we see Peter Alonso, you know, not catching up to high fastballs? So, like, that's going to happen. I'm not that concerned for the long run. But I just think, ultimately, the lineup that's supposed to produce are those guys that are getting the big money to produce, and they're not consistently. And and I think we're going to see a Mets team for a couple weeks that's going to be playing around 500, you know, five games over. That's what it looks like to me until they start figuring out some other pieces. Verlander comes back. I, I think this is what we're going to be seeing for a while. Look, you nailed it. You nailed it, Chris. And I've said this many times throughout the course of last year. A team with the highest payroll in baseball should not have to rely on prospects to get the job done. Like, it's just it's as simple as that. The Yankees insert Volpe in and they have the rest of the team around him built to win now while he could kind of get his feet under him, gain traction at the major league level. The Mets and their fans, or it's not the Mets, the fans are clamoring for Beatty and Alvarez to be saviors because their right. offense isn't good enough. They have the highest payroll in major league baseball. It should not That's have right. to come down to Beatty or Alvarez. And South, here's how I'm thinking. Needle pinch hits, all I'm thinking is, don't hit into a double play so I can see Alvarez on a wing. That's all I'm thinking. Like, at least get Alvarez up there. That's the way I'm thinking. And by the way, do you see Buck with the 0-2 hit and run? That was crazy. I did not. I, mean, I did not notice that. When was this? So, uh, so Nito came up. We got two strikes on him, and there were runners on first and second. That's what I was saying. Oh, was that's why Hater didn't know what to do because he thought he was going to have the easy double play. Okay, yeah. yeah. I mean. It was kind of a pretty ballsy move by Buck. It ultimately did preserve Alvarez as a bat, and we know what happened. And, anyway, and one so. thing, Buck, and thank you for the call, Chris. Good stuff. One thing Buck did say, I was reading some of the quotes after the game, because I, uh, you know, I can't obviously listen to the post-game show, although I have it on. He talked about you can't let the emotional at-bats happen. And he was talking specifically about Alvarez, but said, you know, it's everybody. We can't have the emotional at-bats. That's at least the second time that I could recall. Maybe once was against Atlanta last year in the in that you know the ill-fated Braves series, of course, where he had the emotional at bat. Where you're like, all right, there's a big moment. He's going to go try to hit one, you know, ten miles, and he did it twice, and he's failed twice. And to Buck's point, you got to remember. And Buck was saying he's going to be a good player at this level, but you can't have the emotional at bats. Look, there's going to be a learning curve with him. It's going to be a learning curve with him. Now, if he gets going, he could be a difference-making bat. It's only been a few games. He started three games in his career at catcher. But right now, you know, the, because the other guys aren't getting the job done, it's you, you, you look at him a little bit more. Gary is calling from Brooklyn. What's up, Gary? Hey, Sal. How are you? How are you, Gary? Uh, all right. Uh, I want to talk about the, uh, the Yankees. Yeah, some Yankee talk. Let's go. Uh, earlier, you were saying how the the Yankee lineup is, uh, you know, built to to mash. But uh, I've noticed over the past few years, and the one thing that frustrates me is that tonight they win, they they 
they ring up 11 runs. But but yet yesterday they only scored two runs and they leave a man on third with no out and they can't bring him across. They they seem to do that a lot where either one game they'll score a ridiculous amount of runs and then the next day, you know, they score only one or two. They've been inconsistent. You're right. And you know this, the postseason is where it really matters and they've been inconsistent there as well, especially when you compare it to the regular season. So, you know, it's frustrating. But for the most part, Gary, their offense has been, you know, I don't know, as expected, on point, whatever word or adjective you want to use to describe it. Their offense has not been a problem so far this year, where I gave you the guys before off to good starts. Judge, Rizzo, Torres, LeMayhew, Frenchy Cordero. I mean, Giancarlo hasn't been bad. You know, they've, they've, gotten, they've gotten good starts from a bunch of different guys. That is true, but I just I just want to, like you said, get rid of the inconsistency. It just drives me nuts. You know how they what are they going to do tomorrow during the day game? You know it's you can't predict this uh, lineup. Yeah, and tomorrow they're facing a guy. I heard Justin Shackle talking about during the post game show. They're facing a guy who is um, just coming up to make the start in place of the scheduled starter. I forget who he said that it was. Um, but anyway, so it'll be a no-name guy, and you watch. He'll go out there and shut down the Yankees. You know, yeah. The Yankees are good yeah. for one of those, at least one of those a year, where some no-name starter comes exactly. up and throws a gem against them. But still, yeah, I mean, their well, offense, and, and by the way, I was just looking at this with the, the Mets offense. Beatty, I didn't realize this, homered tonight as well, his third home run of the spring. Beatty's going to be up here for the Mets sooner than later. Anyway, I'm sorry, Gary. But, yes, the Yankees, their offense has been inconsistent. I mean, they're not going to score 11 runs every night. But they shouldn't be shut out as well, you know. <laughs> right. I mean, I, I get it. You're going to have, and thank you for the call, you're going to have some bad ones. You're going to have some bad games, no doubt. But the Yankees, what makes it frustrating for the Yankees or for the Yankee fans is that their offense is so good that it should never, it feels like they should never be shut out. But it happens. And it happens, too, when you have a lot of strikeouts in the lineup, which the Yankees do. That's part of the problem in the postseason. That's why we did last year the whole Yankees bit. Yankees. Rosie, you ever hear that one? Too bad we don't say. Yeah, my my rendition of it, where I sang the Yankees. You never heard that? Oh, come on, you're missing out. No. I guess a lot gets lost on the overnight. I wish that was in my... Maybe it's in a folder somewhere. Can you Google that? Try to uh, find it in the folder. Probably somewhere on the WFN Twitter account, knowing your luck with the... We uh, are the... Oh, yeah, I know. No, that one didn't go viral. We are the Yankees. Na-na-na-na-na-na-na. I I wrote a whole song and recorded it. It was pretty funny, I thought. Very Summers-esque for me. Yeah, well, of course. Mm -hmm. Respecting the legend. Paying homage to my friend and legend. Anyway. You'd be a fan of the two-and-a-half-hour game. Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Oh, do we have that highlight? Uh, anyway, so yeah, I mean, with the Yankees, they're they're going to be. That's part of the deal when you have a powerful offense like that. I don't want to say all or nothing because I don't think it is all or nothing. But certain nights, you know, we're not going to be able to get the job done. But look at it on paper. You would think tonight would be the night where they're not going to score a bunch of runs. Looking at that lineup, I remember looking at it before and I said, "Why oh, Calhoun, uh, Cordero, Trevino, Hicks, all in the same lineup?" Cordero, Calhoun, and Hicks, same time? You got to do that? And they score 11 runs. Go figure. Mike is calling from Comac. What's up, Mike? Hey, what's up, Sal? I just want to make a couple quick points, and then then I'll hang up. You still want to fire Epler? Yes. Yes. So here's my hit. Listen, the first off, the Mets fans that want to get that that are talking about trading Alvarez, they're crazy. The kid's 21 years old. He needs to be brought into the office and told, listen, you're playing every day. Don't worry about it. Go play baseball. Just let him do what he needs to do. Um, with that being said, this is the reason why Mets fans want Epler fired. He, he doesn't address these. He didn't do it when he was with the Angels, and now he's not. He's doing it here with the Mets. He's got a $353 million payroll, and on any given day, batters five through nine are Vogelback, Escobar, Kana, and Nito. How are you ever going to win with that, Sal? I mean, they won 101 games last year. And then, and then he did nothing to address. But, but every Mets fan knows that we needed a bat in this offseason. Uh, and every Mets fan knew we needed a bat. Right, but, but Mike, you just year. said, but I know that. You're right. But you just said, how are they ever going to win? They won 101 games last year with the same team. But, but And what happened in the playoffs with that same team? All now? right, but it was three bad games. We, uh, you, but uh, they won 101 games. I mean, that's a lot of wins for a team that you can't win with. 
but then you come back into this season with, with the exact same lineup, maybe worse, and coming off the bench it, it, where we need a home run. Well, how's it worse? It how's it worse? It's, if anything, it's the same. It's not worse than last year. Okay, the same. Right. If it, I mean, if that, it could be bad. Now, look, Beatty's going to end up coming up. I mean, there's just no way around it. Beatty's going to continue to hit. Escobar is not. It's Beatty's going to be here. So that's going to be one thing at third base. It's the same problems that they had a year ago. It's the same team, basically the same lineup, and basically the same problems. Not enough in left field with Canna. Not enough at DH, Canna, Fam, Vogelback, whatever. And not enough at third base and not enough at catcher. Those are the spots. I mean, that's what you're looking at. DH, left field, third base, catcher. Four bugaboos last year. Same thing this year. I just for 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 a payroll of three hundred and fifty three million dollars that we might have the worst five through nine order in baseball. Well, think and about it though. I, where I is that money going? You know where this team is built, right? Yeah, it's built on pitching, and and that's not there. It's not there either because Verlander, who's making forty million a year, and thank you for the call, Mike. We appreciate checking in. Verlander's making over forty million a year. He's nowhere to be found. Oh, he says he's feeling better or whatever. Get, wake me up when you actually take the mound. Tired of hearing about Justin Verlander. I want to actually see Justin Verlander. Wouldn't that be nice? It's a problem. Now, it it's not the problem, but it's a problem. The problem is the bats, and it continues to be so. It was last year, even though they were the fifth best offense in baseball. It's been a bigger problem this year. You know why it's been a bigger problem this year? Because the pitching is not as good. I mean, or I guess you could point to Lindor and Alonzo, who haven't really kicked it in a gear yet, just 12 games in. Those guys got, or you want to focus on Nimmo, whatever. The top four in that lineup, that's it. Those are the Mets' bats, plus McNeil. But McNeil is a, you know, a six-hitter. He could be, a, you know, a two- or three-hitter. But on this team, he fits well as a six-hitter. And there's nothing wrong with that. You don't need every guy to be a power guy. But the Mets are lacking in... A few areas. It's nauseating. Hey, look, they got Narvaez, who was a guy who was an all-star in the big leagues. He's hurt for two months. I mean, what are they going to do? What are you supposed to do? He got hurt. It's unfortunate, but catching was a problem last year. They addressed it in the offseason, and now that guy gets hurt for two months. And Alvarez is clearly not ready yet. 877-337-6666. More your calls on the side. Yankees, Mets have been the topics. Going on 2 a.m. Sal Licata on the fan. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. Swung on. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. That is far. It is gone. Number 62 to set the new American League record. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Salicata back on the fan, 877-337-6666. Mets lose again as they continue to struggle one for eight with runners in scoring position. Alvarez is awful, 0 for 4, three strikeouts. And for all you saying, oh, Billy Epler, he should get fired or whatever, I mean, which is just ridiculous. He built a 101-win team a year ago, and they'll be fine this year eventually. Right now it's a little bit of a mess. But you're also the same people saying, Alvarez needs to be in there. Alvarez needs to be in there. Where is he? He should be called up. You wanted him up here before Norvaez got hurt. And now you see him, and now it's like, oh, maybe this is what they were seeing. So be careful what you wish for. There's a reason for it. you got to trust the organization. They, they may not be ready. Beatty, there's a reason he's down there. Now, offensively, he's looking good. But maybe defensively, there are issues. He'll be here when he's ready which may have to be sooner than later if the Mets want to have some success. It's just frustrating that it's the same things. Canna, left field, DH, third base, catcher. And I like Canna, but he's like a fourth outfielder. He'll have some moments, but he's not an impact bat. And not that you need impact bats everywhere, but you can't have Canna and Nimmo both in the outfield, and both essentially be the same offensive player and one a little bit worse than the other. I mean, Canna is not as good as Nimmo, 
but they do the same things. Grind at bats, draw walks, and not going to hit for a ton of power. And then you throw in the DH spot, which they don't have one. And then you throw in third base, which Escobar has, for whatever reason, just can't get going. This is a guy who's been a good major leaguer. And struggled last year until September and off to a brutal start this year. And in catching, we've got over it. Anyway, the Mets lose to the Padres 4-2. A rubber game tomorrow afternoon out at City Field. Tyler McGill will be on the mound for the Mets against Blake Snell. The Yankees will have Clark Schmidt on the mound, I believe, tomorrow for their rubber game against the Guardians in Cleveland. John is calling from Staten Island. What's up, John? Uh, hey, Tyler. What's up, man? How are you, John? Um, I'm all right. I've been better. Um, the, the fact of the matter is the, the offseason was garbage because they didn't get any better. They replaced the Grom of Verlander. That's not an upgrade. They replaced Co- they replaced Bass and Ricardo Senga, which is, we'll see what happens there. But um, you got a guy like Canna protecting Alonzo, and that's just not going to cut it. They have no power in their lineup. This is something we were was an issue last year, and I know it's April, but it's, it's coming to be an issue again. You got Xander Bogarts, who's available in the offseason, hitting a home run against you. You look at that Padres lineup. And one to four, they're absolutely stacked. And then you look at our lineup, and it's just anemic. It's just I don't I don't see I don't see a fix for it. Well, I mean, if Beatty comes up, that could be one spot, and then they're going to have to address at least one other spot, whether it's left field or DH or both at the trade deadline. I mean, there's, there's just no way around it. They they, they have to if they want to go out there and win a World Series, they may have to do it to make the playoffs. Forget about World Series. Yeah, well, they're, they're a wild card team right now. They're not going to win the division with how they hit because the small ball gets you nowhere. They they got bases loaded, no outs in the first inning, and didn't get a single run across. Yeah, well, that's a problem. Guys, you get all the guys you want on base. If you have no one to drive them in, it doesn't matter. You win the games by scoring more runs than your opponents, and they just don't do that. Well, because Alonzo and Lindor are their two run producers. So if those guys aren't producing runs at a high clip, they have no chance. The Mets are toast. Well, I, I know, but you, you, you got to think. Like, Lindor's not going to hit 30-plus home runs. Alonzo is. But you look at all these other successful teams. They have at least two guys in the lineup who can hit for power. We got Alonzo, and that's it. And he's protected by Canna. And it's just, it's just not going to do. You can't, you're not going to fear. You're not scared of Mark Canna. You could, you could throw to Alonzo because you know there's no one behind Look, him. Look, I, I agree. I mean, they need an impact bat. I've been saying the same thing since last year. And even after the deadline, we said the same thing. Going into the offseason, we said the same thing. I think they're aware of it, John, and thank you for the call. I just don't believe that that perfect bat was there. Carlos Correa would have been that bat, ideally. But even if they had Correa, let's say, and Correa lives up to you know his baseball reference page, they still are thin because Canna, because DH, and because catcher. Like, you can't have three positions that are just total zeros. You have to get something from those positions. Something. So if Canna's hitting for a decent average and getting on base at a decent clip, you could live with that if he's not providing power. But he's got to give you something. DH, same thing. In this hypothetical, they would have had Correa, so third base would have been good. And you can't have a total zero with catcher either. And the Mets now, for the second straight year, All of last year, and now the first 12 games this year, have gotten nothing from third base, nothing from DH, nothing from catcher, and very, very little from left field. That's a problem. Frank is calling from Manhattan. What's up, Frank? Hey, what's up, Sal? Every time I turn on the radio, I hear you in the morning, afternoon, and evening. I'm all over the place. I know. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, Question for you. I am a diehard Mets fan watching the Mets since eight years of age. Uh, since uh, mm-hmm. eight years old, I'm going to be 65 in September. I've never seen so many position players who are poor. Beside beside uh, Alonzo and Lindor, you look at third base, nothing. You look at left field, nothing. Then you turn on the radio, uh, the game today on TV, and you hear Gary Cohn saying that Buck Showalter said that that they're going to try to lighten the load on Marcano. I mean. I mean, what's going on here? And the fact that Steve Cohen spent a lot of money in analytics, and I know you talked about it before, 
They're not going to admit that they failed the analytics. They added more to the analytics. They're not going to admit to failure. They're not. Well, I mean, I don't care who has to get it done. I don't care who's got to get it done. The analytical people in the front office, the actual scouts, whatever. I don't care how they do it. I'll tell you this. I know baseball. I know watching a team, whether they're good enough or not. This team right now is nowhere near good enough to win a World Series. No, that, that, that's a fact. They're so, not. I mean, you could say, now, I didn't say they can't make the playoffs, but to win a World Series, they're, they're, this ain't it. I know. I, I hear what you're saying. But the, the, the analytics are not going to come out on the TV or behind the scenes and say, you know what, we're failing. Somebody's well, going to lose their job. Well, no, nobody's going to. A lot of money into the analytics. Yeah, but, you know, but listen, don't. Frank, and, and thank you for the call. It's going to take some time here, right? This is not just about the major league level. This is about an entire organizational rebuild by Steve Cohen. He took over the organization. They're trying to build it the right way to sustain success. So there are things that are being improved upon at the lower levels of the minor league systems that we don't see here. And those are important things for moving, for years moving forward. Putting people in place to draft well and putting people in place to develop. Drafting and developing. This is, the, this, this is very early stages, infancy stages here of the AC Mets after Cohen Mets. Now, we focus on the Major League team, and they do have the highest payroll in baseball, and it's actually embarrassing when you think about the highest payroll in baseball, the way that they perform offensively. But this was not a team that was built to be a great offensive team. They were built, especially when you're talking about the money, in that starting rotation, Scherzer and Verlander. And it's hard to... Go out there and have those guys dominate when one of them hasn't taken a mound yet for the Mets. But the offense has always been a problem. Right now, and and when I say been a problem, I mean it hasn't been good enough. Like World Series good enough. Last year was 101 wins good enough. Not enough to win the division, unfortunately. Not enough to win any rounds in the postseason. There's got to be another level to it. But it's magnified right now because none of their main guys have been consistently hitting. They've been spurts with Alonzo and Lindor. But outside of that, it hasn't been much. I mean, Marte's been okay. Nimmo hasn't been very good. And that's about it. They have to get some kind of contributions from the bottom of the order. Mike is calling from Queens. What's up, Mike? What's going on? Listen, uh, first of all, these Mets fans drive me crazy. I'm a Yankee fan. Six weeks ago, Steve Cohen and Eppler were the next coming of uh, I don't know uh, Steinbrenner and Cashman, and they were going to rule New York. Give a give the guy a break. He did a great job. 101 wins. You don't you just don't get that out of Clear Blue Sky. Yeah, they're not hitting right now. I mean, I went to the Met game the other day. I'm a Yankee fan. The highest batting average was Lewis Arise. Everybody else on both teams was hitting under 257. So yeah, it's about, early. I mean, it's 12 don't games. Talk about, don't talk about that. Not the Yankees. Let's talk about the, my Yankees. Now, let me ask you something. You're a Yankee fan. What were you doing at the Met game? Oh, I had my Yankee shirt on. I love getting abused, man. Yeah, but uh, why? Why would you do that? That I man never makes any I, sense I, to I me. I have a business. I have a business. My customers tell me they want to go to Met games. That you know. Oh, uh, okay. You gotta live. You gotta live both worlds. I'm That's. Going, I'm, I gotta go tomorrow again because you want to know why the truth. I have. 15 friends, 60 friends of the Mets fans. They offer them the tickets. They don't even want them. Well, so I gotta go. Well, I get there. You have to go. Then on top of that, okay, so fine. You gave a good excuse for for going, which is fine. Why wear your Yankee stuff there? Oh, because I'm a Yankee fan. I don't care. But they're I not go. playing. Doesn't matter. You gotta support your team. But they're not playing. What is that gonna do? If anything? you support your team, go watch them. You're not. You're not. You're doing the exact opposite. I go Thursday and Friday Yankee Stadium. Listen, I. I you come to my house, I got Yankee memorabilia. Where my wife's pitching. I know, I get it. I get it. Don Manning's picture hangs with my wife's wedding. Like, if I went, no, I get it. I'm not questioning you, Yankee fandom. If I went to a Yankee game in full Mets regalia and the Mets were not playing, wouldn't you think that that's weird? Yeah, but you know what? I take the abuse. I love it. I love people. When the Mets are losing, they're looking at me. I'm saying, listen, at least I win once in a while. But I wanted to talk about the Yankee game last night that people were complaining about. You know, our bullpen's hurting right now, which is no excuse. But the kids came up, did a good job. We lost that game. No hits. Guy gave up a couple of walks. 
Well, my question to you is, mm-hmm. do you think they got to go out and strengthen their bullpen, or do you wait for the return of the guys that are coming back? No, I'd, I mean, wait, I'd wait a little bit with the bullpen. And look, eventually, see, usually, and you know this, Mike, in season is the best time to acquire an arm at the deadline to, yeah. to beef up that bullpen. Those are things that you could find, and Cashman will do a fine job getting that if needed. But it's not like the Yankees need to go out there and get a starter and a bullpen guy and a bat. Which, by the way, if they did, they would do it. And I'm not saying they couldn't use the help. But they are they are pretty much loaded to where they can add maybe one arm in the bullpen and maybe either a starter or a bat and, and be fine. But it's not like they need they have all these holes to fix. Right. And if the Mets want to give up Alvarez, I'm sure the Bronx will be happy to take him. Yeah, I giving mean, look, about a twenty-one, giving up a twenty-one-year-old because he strike up, he struck out three. Well, times. nobody's nobody's given up on him, and thank you for the call. I mean, that's ridiculous. Nobody said that the Mets would give up on him. The one caller who said that maybe the Mets should trade Alvarez was talking about Brian Reynolds. I mean, you're not exactly giving up on Francisco Alvarez if you're saying that you would include him in a deal for Brian Reynolds. I mean, you may not be able to get him without including Francisco Alvarez. Also, the Mets have uh, you know Parada in a minor league system who they like, whatever. But it, trading Alvarez at this point is ridiculous. You're right. It's a ridiculous thought. The Yankees, while they might eventually want another bat, and it's been clear they need a left fielder, while they could always use, who couldn't, use another arm in the bullpen and potentially another starter, it's not like they need that. The Mets are almost in a spot now where they, des- I mean, they desperately need a bat, probably two. They could use another bullpen arm, you would think, by the trade deadline. You know, remember, because they lost Edwin Diaz, so that might be, eh, although they've been pretty solid so far, that's still, you want to add another bullpen arm going into the postseason, potentially. And they might be in a spot where they actually need a starter, which is something you can never have accounted for when they were eight or nine deep. Now, they might not. I don't know about Quintana or if you could rely on him. But let's say Verlander comes back healthy and everybody else stays healthy, then maybe they should be okay. Scherzer, Verlander, Kodai, Peterson, Tyler McGill. But I mean, that's now you're you're pretty thin right there. Because if one injury happens to that, they're going to need another starter, which you would never think that that would be the case coming into the year. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.